2: Okay, good, 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 good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Friday. First Friday of February 2023. It is the third day of this month already, in the short month, that your date is 232023. That's the date we welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, home base, Sports Talk, 1400 AM in Las Vegas. Well, the sun is just about ready to peek over the building here, the studio building, at about uh, ten minutes after seven a.m. Pacific time. It is clear, ground is dry, and it's cold, but not as cold as it's been right now here in Las Vegas at ten minutes after seven. It's forty-one degrees, forty-one, and we're going to push through sixty today. We're actually the the topper, as the weatherman says. We'll be at 61 today. We'll be at 61. And it's going to get warmer over the weekend, too. Overnight lows will be right around uh, high, mid 30s. And um, tomorrow, Saturday, we're going to get up to 64. Sunday, 66 degrees. Oh, my. Woohoo. Is the thaw happening? Remember, yesterday, Groundhog's Day, Puxatani Phil came out and saw his shadow. Interpreting that to mean uh, six more weeks of winter. But this rodent, after 130-something years of doing this ritual on the second day of February, on Groundhog's Day, he's only 39% right. All those years, he was only 39% right. My goodness, the weatherman has a better percentage than that, doesn't he? In any case, uh, you know, it's warming up here in Las Vegas on the uh, third day of February. So if you're planning on coming on up, do it. Come on out to Las Vegas, Nevada. we got stuff happening this weekend, the Pro Bowl stuff, and all those crazy new uh, events that they have instead of the act- an actual game, which is a glorified flag football anyhow, Pro Bowl. They're starting to mix it up now. Some mixed reviews as well on all these events. I mean, they're they're having all sorts of goofy stuff going on. As we wait, this is the waiting weekend before the Super Bowl, as you know. And uh, folks might want to come up and uh, make a future wager on the uh, Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Eagles, one week from Sunday. And my goodness, if you have a notion of making a wager on the game and just don't want to be vanilla about it, not a problem every year the proposition bets the volume of proposition bets gets more and more and more and crazier and crazier and crazier uh the superbook is the one that is the most famous because they have like a war and peace volume of uh, prop bets and uh, was tweeted out. Uh, they tweeted out yesterday that the full rack is going to be available today. You can go down there and pick up uh, the, the bulk of sheets needed for all those prop bets. But uh, our sponsor, uh, South Point, has already been out with their prop bets. And, and there's uh, some really fun kind of prop bets to do for uh, the Super Bowl. And more will be coming. You can bet a safety if there's going to be a safety. A successful two point conversion. Will the game go in overtime? They got a, a bet for that. And the bet for the coin toss, too, right from the start. So uh, <clears throat> while we wait for the Super Bowl next week, we have some uh, great racing and opportunities to make some money in horse racing as well. Of course, the weather is playing a part in horse racing this weekend because, as you know, Uh, Our Jonathan Hardoon broke uh, the news yesterday that Aqueduct had made a preemptive decision to cancel racing both today, Friday, and tomorrow, Saturday, because of very cold, deep freeze conditions. And so, there will be no racing today at Aqueduct and or tomorrow. Now, it is 26 degrees, they say, in New York right now but uh the temperatures are going to are going to drop because there is some really arctic type of cold front going through the 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 whole northern part and eastern part of our contiguous 48 i mean forget about the 84 degrees down to miami or even the 72 degrees in la you get down to some of the really nasty places chicago chicago 12 degrees detroit 13 buffalo 8 32 degrees and windy in Washington, and as we said, 26 in New York, but uh, the temperatures are going to drop, <clears throat> and uh, uh, the further north you get, uh, the colder it gets, so we're kind of liking our weather right now, I mean it's 41 now, but it'll get up to 61, 64, and 66 over the weekend, so that is why Aqueduct is closed, now of course, one of the uh, big three races for the three-year-olds this weekend that yield uh, Kentucky Derby points. The weather Stakes at Aqueduct will be rescheduled because that was scheduled to go uh, tomorrow. But we still have the Robert B. Lewis slash Bob Baffert Stakes. And, of course, the Holy Bull on a big day of racing out at, uh, at Gulfstream Park. And of course, Delta Downs will be hosting the Louisiana-bred premier night of racing with all the Louisiana Breds in all of their divisions. They've got ten of those stakes races tomorrow as well. But um, as far as uh, the racing for the three-year-olds will be between Sanita and uh, Gulfstream Park. Aqueduct is under a deep freeze hold, so to speak. And talking about Bob Baffert and his uh, his uh, corralling the uh, Robert B. Lewis with the four entrants all trained by him. Uh, He's still trying to get that uh, ban for the Kentucky Derby um, lifted. So yesterday, about four hours of debate and testimony in Louisville in a courtroom, they said proved insufficient to conclude a February 2nd hearing for a preliminary injunction sought by the Hall of Fame trainer Bob Bafferton in his lawsuit against Churchill Downs. Insufficient to conclude. So it goes on and on and on, and as time passes by, uh, it's working in favor of Churchill Downs, obviously. Because, you know, what are we? We're now 92 days away from the Kentucky Derby again. And Baffert's got a whole pile full of uh, Derby horses. I mean, contenders, as you know. And uh, those horses have to be transferred, the ones aspiring to get to the Kentucky Derby and get Derby points, as John Lindo alluded to yesterday. They have to change barns and be trained by someone else by February 28th. A new little twist. We call it the Bob Baffert Amendment that Churchill Downs put in place. So time's ticking away, and we'll see what happens there. But uh, we're going to have some uh, really neat racing uh, over this weekend anyhow. So we'll wait. Long day of arguments. Hearing's going to continue for the second day today. And uh, so it is. All righty. On today's show, we got Jonathan Hardoon with uh, his selections, Rich Ang is dropping by of course Santa Anita moves through the weekend with another start today John Lindo and Jerry J. want to make this mention that Santa Anita has added a day of racing now uh i believe it's uh the not this coming monday but the monday uh of the week of the 24th is a holiday Monday. And, and so when they have a holiday Monday and they put it in with racing, they trade it for the next Friday in Southern California right now at San Anita. But they're not going to do that because they're going to add a date. So coming up on Friday the 24th on the calendar, which will follow a Monday holiday program, they will race. So they're going to race that Friday afterwards. So they added a racing day at San Anita on Friday the 24th of February. Just a note there. And um, we'll have, uh, of course, uh, well, we have a show anyhow. So anyhow, uh, Jonathan Hardoon, Rich Ang, John Lindo back with us today, and Jerry Jackowitz. Jerry has, of course, his power pages for uh, San Anita, and the aqueduct power pages are a souvenir. So there you have it. Handicappers did well yesterday on our show. Tommy Massis, who joins us on... Uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays came with a nice winner in the fourth race. Uh, he suggested a an exacta box between number one Braccio di Ferro and the seven Looking at Roses, and he he did mention that he liked Looking at Roses. Of the two, and was going to make a win bet on Looking at Roses, and that horse reported home and paid twelve dollars even. After being bet down from 12 to 1 on the morning line with Luis Saez aboard, Braccio Di Ferro did not fire and ran off the board. So we'll give him credit for that win. And then later on in the day, <clears throat> in the ninth and final race, John Lendo came with the hard count. Gave a good story about hard count. Hard count never looked like a loser in the 5.5 furlong race in the finale. And got the job done under Paco Lopez, who was winning his second race of the day, and paid twelve forty. So congratulations to John and Tommy. Our man Jonathan Ardoon had a nice second place finisher to an eighteen dollar and twenty cent winner. So he had a live horse there at Gulfstream, and uh, at Aqueduct, Jerry J came with the eighth and final race winner there, Fancy Azteca with uh, Dylan Davis, bet down from 5 to 1, and paid 5.20. So they bet him down there. Davis, by the way, that was his third win of the day yesterday at Aqueduct. Uh, Kendrick Carmouche did not ride and probably got a little sicker when he found out that two of the horses that he was scheduled to ride won with other jockeys. Manuel Franco won in the fifth race with just a Night Quest at $3.90, and Jose Lasacano uh Jose Lascano um, came back with drink the wind in the sixth race, paid five eighty. Let's see, the highest priced winner at Aqueduct yesterday. Oh my. Didn't even get the ten bucks. Nine dollars and ninety cents was the highest priced winner of the day at Aqueduct. A lot of odds on horses. Two dollars ninety cents, three dollars even, three ninety, five eighty, five seventy, you know. So the pick six, the pick six, six hundred ninety-seven dollars and fifty cents for a whole bunch of tickets at a dollar away. Uh, but Gulfstream was the one that had the big win. Uh the early pick five at Gulfstream. Nine twenty. Twenty six forty. Eighteen twenty. Twelve dollars even. And the fifth and anchor. Race in the early pick five paid $37 even. The winning numbers were 88275. Five out of five for $0.50. Paid $128,201.15. Even the late pick five. That started out with the thirty-seven-dollar horse, then came with three eighty, eleven sixty, eight forty, and twelve forty. That thing paid sixty-six hundred ninety-nine dollars and thirty-five cents. Nobody had six. Nobody had it. Five out of six paid six hundred fifty-two dollars and change at Gulfstream today. And uh, don't know what the uh, exact cash is in the uh, till for today at um, at Gulfstream. But if you're a single-ticket winner, they'll give you hundred grand today. Okay? All righty. We're going to go to our first break and get started with the show on this Friday. Getting at least a little bit thaw out from a uh, chilly, 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 chilly cold January. And uh, looking at the sky, a little bit of overcast here, so the sun isn't out yet, but it will be. And we will be back with more... Starting off with your racing menu and then getting our handicappers involved on this Friday show. So don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. From DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show.
2: All right, back on Race Day Las Vegas. As we said, 92 days and counting now until the uh, Kentucky Derby. And of course, this weekend, the Kentucky Derby points races include the Holy Bullock Gulfstream and the Robert B. Lewis at Santa Anita. Withers has been uh, canceled because of the uh, freeze-out, no racing tomorrow, scheduled day for the Withers uh, at Aqueduct. They'll reschedule that race. And if the uh, the Robert Lewis doesn't have any points that will be eligible for the Kentucky Derby because it's a four-horse field all trained by Bob Baffert, and right now Baffert-trained horses will not get any of allotted uh, Kentucky Derby leaderboard points if, in fact, when they run in those races they get any of them, they won't because they're trained by Bob Baffert. So out of uh, the 120 available points over the three races this weekend, uh, there's only 40 points available and that's in the Holy Bull with the 20 going to the winner. <laughs> so... uh There you have it. There it is. Mm -mm -mm. And uh, the beat goes on. All righty. Here's the menu of racetracks available today in the race book. Simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. Reminding you, first post times on this racing menu each and every day. Reflect that at the Pacific time zone because we are in it here in Las Vegas where we emanate and originate... All of the Race Day Las Vegas radio programs from the studios at Sports Talk, 1400 AM. If you're listening on the websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. If you're listening on your devices, your iPhones or your Androids with your app, your KSHP radio station app, or if you're listening on many different uh, platforms of podcasting, however, wherever, whenever you get us. The first post times on these racing menus each and every day reflect that start times in the Pacific time zone. Remember that. Don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad if you're not in the Pacific time zone. Otherwise, adjust to it. Okay? All right. If you're ready, we'll start. Okay, here we go. We begin with Gulfstream Park, who had the largest payoff yesterday with that super high Pick 5, my goodness, $128,200 and change. Today, we got nine races at Gulfstream. The Pick 6 Cash in the Rainbow Jackpot is $287,000. i am sorry, I take that back. That's Sanita. San needed. The Pick 6 Rainbow Jackpot Carryover Take 2 at Gulfstream Park is $38,235. $38,235. If you are the only... Winning ticket in the jackpot today—a single winning ticket—they'll give you a hundred grand. Nine races, Gulfstream. They also have a super high five, a regular super high five carryover at Gulfstream, of four thousand two hundred ninety-seven dollars. First post time for nine races today, nine ten a.m. Pacific time. All right, then we move to Laurel Park. Laurel Park has nine races today. Pick six jackpot carryover there, $2,424. First post time at Laurel, $925. Tampa Bay Downs is next. They've got nine races at Tampa Bay. They've got a pick six jackpot carryover of $2,478. They've got a first post time of 930, 930 at Tampa Bay. As we said, Aqueduct has been canceled. They would have started at 9:50, but uh, no moss at Aqueduct. They are canceled today because of the deep freeze at the Big A. We move to Oaklawn Park. Oaklawn Park's got a nice nifty uh, racing program today. Nine races. First post time, 10:30. 10:30 at uh, Oaklawn Park, the fairgrounds, and all that jazz. Fairgrounds. First post time. For their eight-race card is at 11.15, 11.15 at the fairgrounds. Sunland Park, if it's Friday, it's all quarter-horses, and it is. Nine race, nine quarter-horse races today at Sunland, and a first post-time there of 11.25, 11.25 at Sunland. Following that, Santa Anita. Santa Anita has uh, a first post-time of 12.30. Their pick-six jackpot carryover is... $287,716 $287,716 $287,716 $287,716 and the carryover in the rainbow carryover today at Santa Anita with a first post time of 12.30 15 minutes later Golden Gate and Northern California will start their first post time with a pick 6 jackpot carryover of $6,575 is set at 12.45, 1245 first post at Golden Gate Following that, Delta Downs they'll kick in with a, a nine-race card. Their first post time is 2:50. Turfway Park with full fields and eight races there, and a pick-six jackpot carryover of eight thousand four hundred sixty-three dollars. Their first post time set at 2:55. Penn National, Penn Nat as we call it, seven races today at Penn National, and a first post time of 3 p.m. 3 p.m. at Penn National. And then Charlestown Races. Charlestown has an eight-race card. Their first post time is 4 p.m. They have a pick-six jackpot carryover of $6,651. And that is your racing menu for this Friday before any more cancellations of freeze-outs or any other weather conditions. Okay? Now we're going to go to a place that's even a deeper freeze than Aqueduct, and that's at... uh, Jonathan Hardoon's neighborhood. Jonathan, good morning.
3: Good morning, Ralph. How are you?
2: I'm fine. How are you?
3: Cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold up here. It's, uh, I think, minus 11 or something. with the Minus? Wind chill. In New York. Minus, minus 11. Yeah, in mm-hmm. New York, it's 20, but it's uh, with the wind chill, it's about 5. So they did the right thing by canceling. I spoke to people at Belmont this morning. It was just so cold. They didn't want to take the horses out. By the way, the Withers will be run next Saturday yeah. on February 11th. That act. They backed it up a week. And the Ruthless, which was supposed to be run tomorrow, right. will be run on Sunday.
2: Now, uh, thanks for the update, uh, Jonathan. Now, uh, with the Withers, will they uh, redraw the race or just take as the entrants are uh, we're supposed to be yesterday and move them to next Saturday? Do you know?
3: Yeah, they redraw it because they're using a, horse, a race on Sunday. Actually, that was scheduled for tomorrow, and they redrew it. So I'm assuming they're going to redraw everything.
2: Okay, all right. Just in case somebody uh, might have a three-year-old that needed an extra week, maybe one more, uh, you know, exactly. blowout, and might do, go, work or might something? Yeah. yeah, might go in the race. Okay, good enough. That's uh, that's good stuff there. Well.
3: Um, Oh, i can why is can, can i ask you a question why did kentucky and baffert wait till february to, to resume this score case i mean shouldn't it have been done in november december sometime earlier i mean they, they they wait till the last minute and everybody knows the chances of baffert winning are slim and none yeah because he never seems to win anything there so this is just a waste of time and uh it's just it's just silly. It's silly and it's it's bad for the game, it's bad for the horses, it's bad for the owners it, and it's even bad for backers.
2: You know, here's here's what I I'm assuming. The way the legal system works in this country right now, it uh is slower than molasses. So my my um my inclination might be that Uh, they tried to uh file whatever they needed to file after uh, the last hearing or whatever. You know, you have to wait until you have a hearing then you file an appeal or whatever, and it just takes uh, a long time for the church, uh, for the churches, for the courts, to 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 be putting uh, it on the docket. So maybe it's the courts. Maybe this was the closest. You know, as soon as they can get this, this particular. But they
3: know the essence. It's Kentucky. If anybody knows about the Kentucky Derby, it's Kentucky.
2: Well, what, you know, they're dragging their feet. What do you think for, you know? Yeah. Baffert. I mean, he's a two-time triple crown winner, let alone how many derbies did he win. He, he um, used to
3: be king in Kentucky. He would come to church they would roll out the red carpet. It was yeah. like, you know, the Pope was coming to town. No he, more.
2: <laughs> well, you keep beating them up like that, and maybe they get, uh, finally they get to the point where they say, no moss in their particular way. That's the way it is. But, you know. I guess they could always say, look, uh, the rules stand for all the people, uh, just not the uh, the affluent or not. So I don't know. All I know is that just get it settled one way or another.
3: People are tired of it. You know? if no one wants to hear about
2: it anymore. Right, right? Because, we don't. And
3: again, we don't know what the conclusion is going to be, unfortunately, for backward. I mean,
2: listen. I hope he wins for his sake, but uh, he doesn't seem to win many court cases. Now, in, in the Kentucky past, anymore. in the past, Bob Bob Baffert's always had several uh, Derby horses that were that were eligible for the Derby every year. It was, uh, he never went, I don't think, a year where he didn't have anybody going or, or trying to go. That's for sure. But I think ever since this thing happened in Kentucky, he's got owners rallying behind him that are dumping. Millions of dollars in these high-priced, royally bred uh, yearlings at these sales, et cetera, and breeding, and they're all sending it to him. Like every, they're really, he is really trying to make a super point about this, and making uh, the the folks in Kentucky look a little bit foolish. Don't you? Don't you think it's he's he's on a mission now? Yeah, and,
3: and listen, as everybody knows, back trains for one reason to get to the triple crown wow. races. He doesn't trade for any other. That's really what he concentrates on. You know, they go to the sales specifically looking for two-year-olds that are going to be three and, 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 you know, and be contenders in the Derby. And now he's got an overflux, like you said. People are just throwing horses at him to prove a point. Here, Churchill, they want to stick it to Churchill. But guess what? Churchill has the final say, so they can go spend all the money they want and they can do everything they want.
2: But if he doesn't win the Corks, well, he's going to have to wait another year. Maybe on Derby Day, uh, Santa Anita ought to stage a a race <laughs> called the Bob Bafford Consolation Derby, and just have him run all of the horses that he would have had pointed towards the Derby or whatever, all in one race, and let him let him duke it out.
3: <laughs> yeah, make it like Pegasus West.
2: Yeah, uh, you
3: know, have that day. You have fourteen horses in it, all Bafford horses. Listen, would be surprised if Bafford had all the entries. Oh yeah, right. Uh, in tomorrow's race, where he has four horses, originally he nominated fourteen. Yeah. So could you imagine if he ran nine of them and they were all backford? It would just be crazy.
2: That's right. It would. That would be. Uh, that would be kind of a, a fun promotion. I-, I know they won't do it, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just. Thinking out of the box, that's all. All right. Well, uh, no aqueduct today. They will resume on Sunday, correct? Correct. What did did they say? Well, you know, folks, I got to tell you, I know that the temperatures, you say, well, geez, they run in these temperatures in other places. But not when you have a wind chill and you got little jockeys sitting on horses going, you know, 35, 40 miles an hour. It's a killer. It really is. So I understand why. Because uh, quite frankly, if they tried to run the races, the jocks would have said no, Moss, and you would have had uh, probably exercise. They wouldn't
3: run one race. And yeah, sent everybody home, and yeah. everybody would be annoyed and pissed off, right, rightfully yeah. so. They did the right thing. Yeah, they, they did the right. Uh,
2: but uh, hopefully, the winds won't have be a problem on Sunday, and we'll get back to to business at Aqueduct on, on Sunday. So today, you have though uh, th- you still have three handicapping full handicapping sheets. They are for Gulfstream. Oak lawn Park and for Santa Anita, I got to tell you, uh you know when you got these uh, cancellations and remember when they canceled in Southern California because of the rains that were there and now at Aqueduct because of the uh, freezing weather, the weather conditions uh, canceling. Uh always looking to Oaklawn Park, uh good competitive racing there. I mean and good uh, mostly strong full fields, right?
3: They have all full fields, and, and yeah, you know, they had weather issues last weekend, but yeah. but uh, the field size, you know, kept intact, so that's good. Actually, one of our two radio plays today is going to come at Oaklawn in the fifth race, okay. and uh, I like the number one horse in here, Belfast Boy. This is a six-year-old gelding from the Rick Kyle's barn. This horse makes his third start of the meet. He ran very well in his first two races. He breaks from the inside. David Cabrera, bored to ride, five to one on the morning line. I like number one, Belfast Boy to upset and win today's fifth race, and you're right, a field of 12. So uh, you're going to get somewhat of a price.
2: And we've got to remind everybody out there, for folks who are Southern California race players, uh, jocks like Rafael Bejarano and uh, Tyler Bays are there, and, uh, you know, other uh, jockeys like uh, Franco and Piera. Uh, had stands there, and now they're back in Southern California, and uh, Martin Garcia uh, Uh riding there as well. So um, Oaklawn Park, fifth race. I do believe that's the end of the early pick five. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, so we get a singleton and the anchor of the early pick five, number one, Belfast Boy, the one in the fifth race with David Cabrera, who is uh, uh, having a good meet there at Oaklawn Park, by the way, the one in the fifth race, right, Jonathan?
3: Very good, Jackie, and and you're right. And by the way, Bejarano is like really having a great meet. And uh, shades of the old days for him. He started off in Kentucky. He was terrific. He went to SoCal, and everyone knows how well he did there. How well he did there early, and now he's back in uh, Oakland and Kentucky, and he's doing well again.
2: Yes, and uh, and we, you know, we thank him. Uh, We wish him all the best for that. He's he's a really Top-notch rider. There's no doubt about that. Where we go to next?
3: San the race eight, a mile on the turf. And I like the number eight horse in here. Here comes Georgie Boy, uh, Robbie Gonzalez for trainer Jeff Mullins. Mullins, I guess, is back training. His son did pretty well winning, I think, four of the first five horses he sent dad, So Papa Mullins is back. This horse is listed at four to one on the morning line. Four career starts. Each race better than the previous one. You see, six last time for the first time, and ran well. He was hung out extremely wide, should get a much better trip in here. I like number eight, here comes Georgie Boy to send you home a winner in today's eighth and final. All right,
2: the eighth and final race today at San Anita, made in special weight for Calbreds and a mile on the turf with a, a field of uh, nine with a couple of also eligible. Bulls before any scratches, and you have the eight horse. Here comes Georgie Boy. Here comes Georgie Boy, the eight horse, uh, with Mr. Mullins on the program back as trainer. I, I don't think I don't think I don't think he ventured too far with his son uh doing the training there uh on the program, so to speak. But uh, nice to see him back. Eighth race, the eight at san Nita, easy to remember, and that is an anchor race with all those race over race uh this the payoff race there for the pick six late uh, pick five, late pick four, last pick three, and the uh, last double. All that good stuff happening. Eighth race, number eight at Santa Anita. Don't forget full sheets, full handicapping sheets of Jonathan for Gulfstream Park, for Oak Lawn Park, and for Santa Anita.
3: Right? Yes, sir. dot com. Thank you, Ralph. Stay safe. Be well. We'll uh,
2: be texting you tomorrow. And you better stay warm, kiddo. <laughs> Tires uh, yeah, let Yeah, Thanks, us Yeah, I'll tell you what. Get in a nice seat and sit right next to the fireplace. You'll be fine. There you go. All right, thanks a lot, Jonathan. We will be back. We still have Rich Ang, John Little and Jerry Jay to go looking for more winners. Handicappers did well yesterday. Let's keep the mojo going. We'll be right back.
0: Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. the race day las vegas show the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in las vegas
2: all right back on race day las vegas time to go out in search of rich ang and uh, richie good morning
4: Hey, good morning, Rafi.
2: Well, I know that you've been perusing that old Super Bowl, uh, that's for sure. And certainly, if you don't like the uh, regular vanilla-type betting, you got an all sorts of proposition bets from the coin toss on out for the Super Bowl a week from Sunday. Have any early thoughts about anything?
3: Yeah,
4: I'm going to give out one play <laughs> that uh, I've already uh, bought into that. Uh, one of the books uh, opened up the the props uh, early, yeah. so I was able to grab uh, this play. It's on a Philadelphia Eagles running back named Kenneth Gainwell, and I bet the over yards eighteen and a half. He's the backup to uh, Miles Sanders, but he plays quite often because you know they rotate running backs. Uh, yeah. Sanders, uh, uh, the kid Gainwell, and also they've even uh, uh, tried a third one named Scott. Uh, uh, Boston Scott but uh Gainwell has been one of the playoffs game their alpha games he got over 100 yards rushing so uh-huh. 18 and a half I think is a fair number so what's, I bet the
2: over. What's the price on that?
4: It's minus 110. Minus, minus 110. 110. each way.
2: You see the yeah. prop bet people uh, come out and they want those pluses and the big pluses and uh so they'll take like a, a safety. Yes, plus 700. That's you. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I cashed on that uh in the last twenty years at least three times. Yeah. Will the game go into overtime? It happened once, but uh you know, with a tight a spread as this is, odds makers are telling you that this is going to be a tight game. If indeed it is a, a tight game as perceived by the odds makers then will the game go into overtime is not a far stretch, and you're getting plus plus six feet, 650 for them just to get into overtime. doesn't matter who wins. Just get into overtime. I think that's a, um, that's a bet I might look at again.
4: Well, you know, that's a great angle, because if you remember last year's Super Bowl between the Cincinnati Bengals yeah. and the Los Angeles Rams, the Bengals were driving late in the game, and they were losing 23-20. Mm-hmm. If they had uh, matriculated just a little more down the field, they had a chance to kick a game tying field sure. goal, which would have caused overtime. So last year is a good example of where it almost hit.
2: Yeah, yeah, it uh, you know, and uh, there have been uh, more than uh, the regular amount of uh, overtime games this year already during the NFL season. Yeah, yeah,
4: and uh, I, I can send out a, a second number that I'm going to be looking for, but I really think that uh, in the overall scheme of the game that. Uh, Kansas City may have trouble rushing the football against a a very good uh, front seven of Philadelphia. So I'm uh, I'm going to be looking for Patrick Mahomes' over yardage. I saw 294.5, but I didn't bite hoping that somebody else has a lower number than 294.5.
2: Yeah, and there's all uh, South Point was one of the first ones putting up. They got a couple of pages of it already. They're adding every day. And of course, the Superbook has always been the um, cornerstone of prop bets where they've had, I don't know, a couple hundred, if not hundreds and hundreds oh. of prop bets there there
4: yeah they that's like twenty five pages yeah, legal sized yeah not not a letter sized size yeah. legal
2: sized it's it's the war Port-sized. it's the Warren Peace version of prop bets for the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that's sure. all right, we're back in business at San Anita. Uh, and, of course, I uh, want to remind everybody that they can get uh, the Santa Anita selections uh, each and every Southern California Racing Day at the com website for Rich Hang. And, Richie, what are we going to do today?
4: Let's go to race number five. It's six furlongs on the main track, optional claimer 50.
2: Mm-hmm. And
4: a horse to me who looks like uh, the speed of the speed is from the rail number one American cat. 9 to 5 in the morning line with Kyle Frey riding for Dean Patterson. Mm-hmm. I think simple tactics, just go to the front and go as far and as fast as you can. 25 win plays, 2 for the ROI, number one, American cat to go wire to wire in the fit.
2: Yes, as they uh, say in the business, go to the front and improve your position.
4: <laughs> absolutely no question about it let's go kyle
2: all right fifth race uh the anchor race and the early pick five in the fifth race at uh, san anita number one american cat with the uh, kyle Frey aboard. the one horse in the fifth get the rest right now at the race day las website what do you think of all this uh new um <clears throat> events for the uh pro bowl that's ha- happening here this weekend
4: well, you know, I think they're trying to put the lipstick on a pig right now because, uh, you know, the the game itself is deteriorated into yeah, basically absolutely. touch football. Yeah. And now they're throwing all these other skills competitions, which you know aren't bad because some of the other pro leagues also have skills competitions, mm-hmm. like the uh, National Hockey League and the NBA with the three point competition right. and the slam dunk. So right. they're just trying to dress it up a little bit. I, I can't blame them for that, but but nobody wants to play in the Pro Bowl with a chance of getting hurt with you know these multi-million dollar contracts that
2: they have. No kidding. And it's uh, kind of ironic that uh, De- uh, Derek Carr who is no longer with the Raiders won the uh, passing competition by a large margin. <laughs> <laughs>
4: He's a heck of a quarterback at yeah. one of the top free agent QBs
2: out uh, there. The rumors are having uh, they think that the New Orleans Saints are uh, in the front runner for him.
4: Well, that'd be a good landing
2: spot. He's a very talented player. Sure, sure will. Thanks a lot, uh, Rich.
4: Hey, thanks, Rob. Good luck, everybody.
2: All right, John and Jerry, wrap it up.
0: Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? <laughs> South Point Casino's race book has the answer.
2: John Lindo, standing by in Southern California. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? I'm doing fine, my man. Don't you wish that every selection on the show would run like uh, Hard Count did yesterday and the ninth and finally Gulfstream never looked like a loser at a nice, solid five to one on the morning line, capping off a day of racing at Gulfstream Park.
5: Yeah, that kind of, that one kind of took the stress away. He was always going well and, and yep. down inside, and even around the term when they ranged up, you could tell Paco yep. Lopez had horse and uh, got bet down from 12 to 1, but we'll take 5 to 1. That was a fair number, so uh, that's a good way to start the week.
2: Certainly is, uh, John, that's for sure. You know, looking ahead to the um, Robert B. Lewis uh, tomorrow, four horses all trained by bafford so there won't be any kentucky derby points allotted for whatever happens in this race but looking at the four horses he has in the race uh really uh he's he's got uh you know a whole barn full of three year olds that are uh, higher on the list of contenders for the kentucky derby that aren't even making the race
5: that's a good problem to have, isn't it? Yeah. The, yeah, the, the four he's gotten here, including Newgate, Arabian Lion, you know, Worcester, and Hard to Figure.
1: Yeah.
5: They, they're trying to, to work their way, you know, into the mix. I think of, of those, Newgate is probably the most accomplished. Yeah. Uh, you know, having run well last time against, I thought was a better field. So uh he, he is, and he's a big, good-looking horse. I think he's one of those horses that just needs racing to improve. So, uh and right now we have to see how far Arabian Lion wants to go and Worcester's still a maiden, so we'll we'll see uh, you know if the maiden can beat the winners there, and then hard to figure uh, he he's well named because I I can't figure him out, but uh, uh, I don't think this is the A list from the Bob Baffert stable, but uh, I wouldn't mind owning him.
2: And not even a question about that, that's for sure. And uh, you know with all the uh, big uh, point races yet to come, and we don't know what's going on as far as what this is the second day of the testimony for Baffert to try to get that uh, ban overturned for this year.
5: Yeah, they're supposed to finish that up this morning sometime, so we'll we'll probably hear something pretty quickly after that. But uh, I think uh, he's swimming upstream trying to get this ban overturned, so uh, we'll see what happens there. But they've got to get a resolution to this before the end of the month, like like you mentioned earlier on the show. Otherwise, uh, the horses in that barn that want to get to the derby will have to be moved out of that barn to go to other trainers.
2: Yeah, and like I said, just uh, 92 days and counting now for the uh, Kentucky Derby. But more importantly, it's uh, hours away from the uh, first post time today at uh, at Santa Anita, where we're going to use some of that 1240 uh, mutt that we got yesterday and the 9th at Gulfstream and parlay it to another winner today at Santa Anita. John, reminding everybody out there that the Lindell Report that had this uh, horse on there yesterday, the Lindell Report is available right now. For Santa Anita's Racing Today, the full Lindo report that gives you selections in all the eight races today at Santa Anita, plus a suggested late pick four that uh, hits uh, many occasions, and all of the good information at the bottom that he's about to tell us as far as jockey and trainer updates, etc. Available right now, full, comprehensive sheet at the uh, South Point Racebook, free of charge, exclusively and complimentary at the South Book because they uh, love horse players. We'll start out with an update of the Jock Trainers.
5: Uh, Juan Hernandez, easily the leading jockey. He's got 27 wins. You've got Evan Maldonado second with nine, and then Frankie DeTore and Tiago Pereira. They've each got eight. And as far as uh, your trainers go, Bob Baffert, your leader, he's got 14 wins. Doug O'Neill, Mark Latt, they're tied for second with eight. And Steve Knapp creeping up the board, he's got seven.
2: What about them favorites?
5: Favorites are below normal, 29% so far for the meet.
2: There you go. All righty, now time to get a parlay pick from the winner yesterday.
5: Let's go to race number six, a wide-open grass race at Santa Anita. In race number six, there's no speed. And I think number eight, Macadamia, should get a good trip either on the lead or sitting on the outside tracking a slow pace. Either way, she should get a good trip in a race that's wide open. With the rails out 30 feet, it's going to be hard for horses to slip up the inside to get a run on her. At 3-1 three, uh, three to three on the morning line, third choice on the board, I think uh, the trip might make the difference here, number eight. Macadamia, race number six, Santa Anita.
2: Brazilian bred and trained by Phil D'Amato, and it is a turf race. That's all you need to know. Tiago Piera having uh, a good meet. He's won uh, several on several days. He's had more than one winner on the card, so he rides the eight horse in the uh, sixth race at Santa Anita today, number eight, Macadamia. And don't forget the full tilt Linda report for all that good information available right now at the uh, South Point Racebook free of charge. Thanks a lot, John. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Good luck today. All right. You got him on, man. Now we're going to go to Jerry Jackowitz standing by. Jerry, your uh, Aqueduct uh, Power Pages a souvenir.
6: You're in the freeze, the deep yeah. freeze. Yeah. Actually, I I was able to find the uh, note notice that the oh, okay. uh, NYRA gave on their website. Yeah. You had to. It, it wasn't on the first banner. You had to kind of rotate the banner <laughs> manually, and then it was it was hidden. Yeah. <laughs> but it was there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, I, th- I think they did the right thing.
6: Yeah, no, I, I guess they did. That's, the, that's the, way of, the way of the day. So let's uh, just go with the flow, as they say. You
2: know, All right. Well, well, we'll go with the flow at Santa Anita in Southern California. Jerry J's Power Pages for Santa Anita today. Available right now at the jerryj'spowerpage.com website.
6: That is correct. Come All right. and get them, folks.
2: Well, we had a winner at, at Aqueduct yesterday, Jerry. They bet the horse down. But i got to tell you, Dylan Davis is having one hell of a, a run. He's here. just
6: a good rider. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we've had some nice plays on him over the last few years. And, you know, it, it's funny how riders, uh, some of them, do better in terms of they get more wins. It's not really a reflection of each one's ability. ability it's right? really more a reflection of how their um, agent goes about getting them mounts than...
2: Not even a question. Sometimes, he's a
6: really first-class rider. I like Dylan a lot.
2: Yeah, he is a good, uh, solid rider. All right, what are we doing?
6: <clears throat> well, we got a Sirocco play for you in the sixth right away, because I like ballet dancing in race number six at um, Santa Anita. Uh-huh. Um, it seemed like uh, ballet dancing dropped down in class last time and just ran over a field without having to run a very hard race. And so I feel like she should come back and run another good race today. She's a little bit classier than these, in my opinion, and has a pretty good jockey in that guy, uh, you know, Frankie Dettori. So yeah. uh, it, it is the favorite, so, you know, watch the price. Don't go down below 8-5, to five. but I'll take the 3, and I'll make a good win bet on the 3 and play the 3 over the one five eight. Do my reverses. I know John likes the eight, so that's that fits right in with what I'm doing.
2: All right. Number three, ballet dancing. Frankie DeTore for Simon Callahan. The three is the key. Link-ups are one, five, and eight and reverse. $2 ROI, two to win on the three and the sixth. And uh, as uh, Jerry alluded to, uh, with uh, John coming in the same race, it gives me a Sirocco play for today in the sixth race at Santa Anita. With boxing the three eight combination and then putting them over one five eight, if you're going to the exotics. All right, uh, you want to give me a bonus?
6: Sure, I'll give you a bonus. I'm going to give you a bonus in the eighth race, and I just want you to know that my, uh, my 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 pop out key in the seventh race might actually be my favorite play of the whole day. So, you know, grab the power pages and see what I like in the seventh race. Uh, okay. Uh, it's, it's a star horse, and it looks good to me also. Right. But I like number three a little bit, Bronco Nagurski. It's 6-1. to one. He seems like the play. That's what makes him pop out is his price. Uh-huh. Uh, first time on the turf, ran very nicely. Now they're stretching him out around two turns. As okay. you said, the rail's out. Mm-hmm. That might be helpful, too. We'll see. Uh, Steve Miani's an awfully good trainer most of the time. Yeah. Roberto Rispoli can certainly ride. So I'm going to take a good sh- win-place bet on Bronco Nagurski, the three-horse, in mm-hmm. race number eight. Uh-huh. Then I'm going to come back with the three with the four, six, seven, eight. Reverse the four, six, seven, eight back over the three. And then I'm going to press up my two star horses, the three, four, four, three.
2: All right, quickly, eighth race, last race at Sandy to the three over four, six, seven, eight and reverse and another three, four, four, three. Is that it? Correct. All right. Power pages? JerryJaysPowerPage.com. All right, tomorrow we start a minute later. Uh, I should say a. a an hour late yeah. an hour later at eight AM Pacific time. Go ahead and say it, Jerry.
6: Have a great rich day, everybody.